people need to slow down. I'm not sure you can engineer away speeding. You can certainly reduce it significantly, but just to have people realize that they are really harming folks by driving fast. You can engineer lower speeds on the whole, but there's always individuals that break the system. We should be really focusing on protecting vulnerable users, people that walk, people that ride bicycles, and we're operating machinery in the public space. You know, if you're operating a a five-ton truck, you should be more liable than the person who's walking because your trip is not worth more than that person's trip. That person deserves to walk safely. How you doing, Mooney? So I've this dragged up on here, so I'm here. This is Mooney. He's been dragged Hello. onto our show. Again. Again. I used to actually work there, but I mean, you know. What did you do here? Work out. Huh? What did you do here when you were here? I I assisted Nick. Um, oh. Yeah, Nick. Um, and uh, what but happened? the commute just was the commute was too long. Oh, but I, I thought you were the master of the. I thought you were the master commuter. Yes, it is. I am. Um, when uh, it is yeah. something that I really feel passionate about. Um, you don't feel so, passionate about about you know bike talk. No, is really. that what you're saying? I I like it. I like it, but um, I don't feel passionate. I see. Okay, well, you know we're real passionate here. But. I am behind the cause, that's for sure. You know me. I've always been behind the cause. You know that. I know you have, yes. You have been my co-general as we battled for the Hyperion Bridge. That's how we met. Yeah, um, we have to talk about that co-general stuff. (laughs) Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, we did. We worked on the Hyperion Bridge, and the, pe- the five people that are listening know that because those are the five people who probably know about the Hyperion Bridge and, this, and the battle that we waged yeah. against the Silver Lake Neighborhood Council and the Atwater Village Neighborhood Council who were opposed to safe crossings for bicycles. Remember that whole episode? Yeah, and you had your little guy out there. What was his name? He was a... Um, uh, what was his name? What was that guy's name? What little guy? Is he, was he actually small? He was like really he was angry. He was person. from Texas. The, oh, the angry guy. There was, there was a little hey, cabal. There was a little cabal of characters uh, over in Atwater that on the board who were against a safe Hyperion Bridge. Um, I forgot well, his name. Well, Atwater, Atwater is basically Texas. Oh, he was Serge. Sergio. Remember Sergio. Yeah, I remember. Now, now, I mean, since you mentioned him, I mean, he was somewhat filed away in my in my mind, way, way, way back in the files. But you brought him back up. Yeah, yeah I remember so him. That's, yeah, he was very angry. Yeah, the, you know, that's kind of a that's a, a thing that happens. There are people who are just as fired up about their side as we are about our side, and they get involved in their local politics. And, yeah, but they're wrong. Well, of course they're wrong, but they. They don't see themselves as being wrong. So they're fighting. Yeah, because they don't listen to us. They don't listen. And in fact, they organize. And right now, as we speak, there is a convention. It's, I think it was called the Traffic. Let's see here. It's a traffic summit. And it's happening over in Venice. Did you, did you hear about this? it's being led by Jay, Jay Bieber, right? 
He's one of the speakers on the panel, but this is being led by, uh, I believe the guy's name is John Russo, who organizes a group called PDR Moving. And they Not sure. He's keep, angry, too. I'm from Texas, probably. It, it, I mean, it's interesting. A lot of people come from out of town, including yourself, you know, and want yes. Yes, that's want Los I Angeles to be the way they Actually, want Los Angeles to be, and it's okay. I yeah. left Texas because of them. I don't know why they're following me. <laughs> I left Texas because of them and Selena, but I don't know why they're following me. Selena, who's that? So, you don't know Selena. Oh, the 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 singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I thought you said Selena, I thought you were talking about Saletta Reynolds. Oh come on! General you manager of the LADOT. Okay, enough yeah, with the banter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. let's get to some let's get to some hard topics here. Well, we're doing hard topics with banter. Oh, with banter. Yeah, well, we, 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 could, we could quickly, I mean, we've learned so much about the political process from that Hyperion Bridge thing, right? I mean, we, we ran that so. thing like a, like a well-oiled military machine. We attacked from the neighborhood council side. We did He's the ground war. Sure. We got signatures from all, you know, block-by-block block signatures of people that live around the Hyperion Bridge. We got letters from and businesses. And we still didn't get what we wanted. So that tells you a lot about the political system. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were powerful forces that didn't want that bridge to change. So that's what happened. Like one Tom LaBonge. Tom LaBonge, yeah, that guy. Council yeah. member of CD4, fake bike advocate, really. I mean, he held a, you know, he held a bike ride and... You know, we went and got ice cream and we rode around Griffith Park. But at the end of the day, when it really came down to it, he wasn't down for bikes because the Hyperion well, Bridge was... Like, he was like those road warriors that ride on the weekends. I call them spandex queens. But he was kind of like them. He didn't even ride bikes, to be honest. He rode a mountain bike that was kind of janky. And he had his police detail, you know, for the bike rides. It wasn't a real bike ride. It was. It was like a... It was a sanctioned kind of city event, and he did it, and he kind of glad-handed everybody. But when it came down to it, he went behind the scenes, and he worked very hard to stop us from getting bike lanes on the Hyperion Bridge, the first ever bike lanes leading from Los Feliz, Silver Lake, Echo Park, Hollywood, Koreatown, West L.A., to the L.A. River. Now you understand. <laughs> he deserved every every scathing uh, word I had for him. Okay, but uh, because he was working behind the scenes, basically. Yeah, that was quite yeah. a that was quite a story. So, latest news: we've got this this traffic summit happening today and tomorrow in Venice, and it's a collection of people who are. Basically, anti-bike infrastructure. They don't want to see road diets. They don't want to see bike lanes. And they've got John Forrester there, who himself is, if you know who that is, a vehicular cyclist, famous vehicular cyclist, who is against bicycle wait, wait, infrastructure. Wait, wait, Are those the people that like to ride in traffic with cars? Yeah, vehicular cyclists. Oh. You're one. I am, too. We ride in traffic. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't promote that i mean i do it because we don't have bike lanes what right. else am I gonna do? we have to do it right yeah if i have bike lanes i'd ride in a bike lane i'm yeah. not like don't put up bike lanes i like to ride in traffic now i'm not like that yeah exactly i mean 
most people are. We're trying to get good infrastructure in, good bike lanes, not just bike lanes that they put in the doors on. You know. So they're having their summit, and I tried to get on the panel. Summit. A summit, yeah. What, they didn't let you, or what? No, they don't want to hear from people like me. They just want to, you know, talk to themselves about not having road diets and bike infrastructure. So, so I mean, this is a really organized thing where they're against road diets and bike lanes and all that stuff. This is a summit for that? Yes. It's a conference. Jesus. And it's happening Jesus. at the Mar Vista tomorrow at 8.30 a.m. Tickets are 35 bucks. Looks like two people are going on the Facebook invite anyways. We should stand out in front of that place and picket it. See, that's what I was saying, you know, to the other mobility advocates. It's like we should be out there just, I don't know about picketing it, but trying to talk to them or infiltrate somehow, you know? Talk to them? Yeah. Talk about what? Uh, You know, I don't know. When you really dig down into these people... They don't really know what they want. They're they're complaining. They're rotten to the core. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they are. <laughs> I mean, yes, but they also, you know, they see things from their car windshields, and people generally just want to drive fast, right? Wherever they're going, they don't want traffic. And when they see a lane reduced, they think this is making their life more miserable in a car. That's that's what we have to overcome. That's, I mean, that's the culture here in Los Angeles. This is a car culture city right now. It wasn't always, as you know. That's what I keep telling everybody. So, if it wasn't always, let's just go back to it. Yeah, I mean, well, we're talking about the built environment for the last seventy years. So, well, that's tough to overcome. You know, I was just watching this this episode about China. And China is, uh, they give you, you, to get a car, to get a gas-powered car on the road, there's a lottery. So what you're saying is you want communism. You want communism. It may take you, well, yeah, when it comes to transportation, why not? It's already socialized. Socialized? It's already socialized, right? We have mass transit, public mass transit. So why not take it a step further? (laughs) And just go full communism for transportation. But I do, I do agree with Metro's um, 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 toll lanes that they're going to be putting in. They're not calling it that, but congestion, congestion pricing. They're calling it. Is that really going to happen? I, yeah, I think it will. I think it will. I think they're Metro studying it right is now. being they're studying it. But I, I think it's a viable thing because they've already have two pilot pro- projects: the ten and the uh, the one ten. So it can work. They just continue doing that on all the freeways. And then um, downtown is already, you know, surrounded by freeways. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have a moat and um, just charge people to, to get in and out of downtown. I would charge them to get in and out of Hollywood as well, as well as Koreatown. In fact, the whole central L.A. I would. But, and that might be in the works. So, hmm. What about residents? They're really, what about who? Residents. What about residents? Do they have to pay too? I don't know how congestion pricing works. I mean, I never lived in a city with congestion pricing, but... Oh, but I you're asking that, for it for everybody else, huh? I see how it goes. Well, if if you're passing through, yeah. If you're just passing through, you've got to pay. 
So if you're like a tourist, we can collect some tourist dollars. Tourist and anybody that wants to, if you, if you don't, you can avoid that by going around mm-hmm. or taking public transportation, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've got, you got options. Okay. Yeah. So... So this is I what that, this um, is what their their event is all about. On October fifth, Keep LA Moving will bring together some of the leading voices from around the country on transportation, <laughs> economics, and on transportation, economics, and safety to discuss the future of America's streets. Keep LA Moving 2019 will address the impacts of road diets and bike lanes on traffic, business, and are. emergency response as well as how street design fits into urban planning. (sighs) Presenters include experts from the Cato Institute, Reason Foundation, the American (laughs) Dream Coalition, the University of California, University of Southern California. Yeah, I was here, Prager. (laughs) The National Motorist Association and others. Can you believe this? And And it's like... Why not have and my boy Alex Jones? Well, this is twenty one. This is the Alex. Yeah, right. Like Alex Jones is gonna be <laughs> on there too. The special guest, surprise guest, Alex Jones. <laughs> we'll talk to you about Agenda Twenty One. Agenda Twenty One. So that's happening but tomorrow. Have, yeah. Huh? That's going down tomorrow. tomorrow. Well, yeah. they are organized, so you got to give them that. Yeah. But passion will will lead you to being organized, whether you're wrong or you're right. Yeah, and they are passionate. And what's happened to the bike scene now? The bike scene's kind of gone limp a little bit here. Limp. (laughs) (laughs) It's gone full erectile dysfunction. I I mean, (laughs) not limp. We're in a a bad situation right now. Oh, okay. All right. Well, what are we going to do about that? I don't know what we're going to do about that. You tell me. Oh, I mean, geez. we Let's thought talk. we were going to get someplace with Salida Reynolds, and things were looking up, you know, post Via Ragosa, the transportation mayor. Thank you, Mayor V. We love you, Mayor V. Mayor V, number one. But after he left, we thought the legacy was going to continue and got slapped in the face. Got slapped with a limp. Slapped in the face. Yeah. Slapped in the face. Not maybe not punched in the face even. Because basically they said they said just move over. Just just <laughs> get out of the way. Just, just just leave. Just hush and leave. Yeah. Yeah. They smiled yeah. at us though when they said that, so it seems okay. And then we had our own personal meltdown, we won't get into it. <laughs> and so uh <laughs> and so here we are. <laughs> Here we are. You moved uh, to Long Beach, so yes. And I would love to talk about that just for one second. All right, give us an um, update on Long Beach. Long Beach is amazing. Long Beach is incredible. It could be better. It could be better. But out of LA County, Long Beach is kicking ass as far as bike bike stuff goes. I mean, I could ride from one end of town to the other end of town as long as I'm going east west um, and have bike lanes the full way. Okay. The full way. From but, one side of town, and that's, what, seven miles? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Long cool. Beach, you know. That's Long Beach. Though. It really is. Long Beach is, is shaking things up. Now, we don't have a lot of north-south uh, infrastructure, but we're getting there. Why do you think we don't um, have a lot of north-south? 
Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's some type of... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's something about the avenues or something like that, but but we do have infrastructure down here, and yes, I'm living in Long Beach, and it's the most bike-friendliest city in the county, and that's why it's so hard for me to ever move back to Los Angeles. I don't think it's more bike-friendly than Santa Monica. Sorry, bud. Yeah, but Santa Monica's about the size of my big toe. It don't even count. That's like saying West Hollywood. That don't count. <laughs> a few streets. Come on, man. Yeah, but Long Beach is so far away. Oh, shut up. I'm so sick of people saying that. Like, oh, like, yeah, you know what? It do is you get so like an far. echo on your phone when people call you? Yes, because actually, you're they have so to far dial away. like one. <laughs> they have to dial one to, to, give me, to get me in. You have to take the yellow big road to get here. Um, <laughs> No, it's so far. Don't move here. Don't move here at all. You, no, definitely you bite people. <laughs> Don't move here. Y'all like to raise rents. <laughs> Don't move here. If you if you sit in the cubicle for eight hours a day, don't even look at Long Beach. <laughs> um, but yeah, Long Beach is, is doing really well with bike infrastructure. Uh-huh. Hello, world. I love all the people that are listening to us. Finally, we're together on the radio, Don. We've been talking about this for years. Yeah, we're here. Now we can talk about, you know, a lot of things. When is our show over? (laughs) We still have an hour to go. No, there's one more caller. There's another caller who's supposed to call in. Let's see here. You continue with banter while I figure out this phone call situation. I don't know how the the banter works that way. Tell us about Um, Long Long Beach. Long Beach. Oh, I would have to say something, and I sure hope a Metro official is listening. (laughs) This whole thing with the blue line... Do you know how many people probably lost their jobs during this period? Um, nine months is basically a pregnancy. Now it's ten months. It's like the pregnancy of an elephant. Now. Let's let's We're go on a little women. background here. So the background is Metro decided to shut down the blue line for nine months, now ten months. The BL. The blue line, the big old BL. What are they going to call yeah. it, the A line? Oh, God. The A-Line, but everybody's going to still call it the, the Blue Line. In fact, I, you know, I'm writing a series called On the BL. On the BL, okay. I mean, yeah, that is the craziest. The that's the craziest of the of the transit lines. It's, it's, if, you want, if you want material, if you're, if you're a writer, a screenwriter, a poet, whatever you are, write the Blue Line. I would say you would have gotten really fresh material about five years ago. But they've been kicking off people. But it's still, it's still good material. It's still good material on the blue line. Even even from Compton, because it only runs from Compton to downtown Long Beach now. Even in that span, you can get good material. So that shows you, once they open the line all the way back up, how much good material. Just sit on there, have your notepad, and you can write some You can get some good good stories on the blue line, on the BL. That's my new series. On the, on the BL. BL. On the BL. On the BL. With and me. it's all going to happen on, on the blue line. Sounds like something else. On the BL. What does that mean? Oh, it sounds on like the on DL. <laughs> ah, wow, I get it. Quick. I'm quick. Yeah, really quick. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it only took you five minutes to come up with it. <laughs> you quick, Don. Woo. Damn. Okay, hold on. I'm going to text you the number to call, okay, Mooney? You got to call this person on your. I'm doing this. Yeah, because okay. unfortunately, oh, no, no. I can't. Yeah. We can't have more than a couple people, otherwise, or we can't have more than one person on the phone. Otherwise, the show breaks. Okay. So. Wow. Yeah. I thought I was coming on something like Ellen. I guess not. <laughs> okay. Multi-million okay. dollar show, huh? My, I have a thing on here called Ad Call. So I'm going to 
ad call, and then... Yeah, we know how this works. We've done this. I don't. Let's see. I really don't know how this works. Um, okay, hold on a second. <laughs> We're calling Chris from Oakland. I wonder if it's my big homie, Chris. So this is Bike Talk on KPFK, and so I am here. My name is Don. We've got a phone call. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. This is this is um, not your homie, Chris from Oakland. It's a gal. Oh, okay. Hi. Who do we have? <laughs> hey. My name's Chris. Uh, oh, hey, Chris. I am the... I'm with a little organization called Walk Oakland Bike Oakland up here in Oakland, California. Walk Oakland Bike Oakland. So Wobo yeah. for short. Wobo is it? Yep. <laughs> okay, right on. Do yeah. You guys, uh, well, thanks for calling in. Um, yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, tell us about what's going on in Oakland. What's what's happening? Well, you know, this this past week has been kind of awful. Uh, we've had a couple of um, terrible tragedies. Um, sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, we had a, um, a, an adult, uh, female who was walking her niece across the street, uh, to a preschool and she got, both of them actually got mowed down by a a car, a car driver. Mm. Um, she unfortunately had died and, Mm. um, but the four-year-old is in the hospital right now. That was and, the four-year-old's uh, mom. No, no, aunt. Aunt. Okay. aunt. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's um, so sad. And then just last night, uh, another bicyclist also uh, uh, was uh, killed on our streets, and uh, I just wanted a little airtime to to talk a little bit about this and um, see, you know how other people are experiencing traffic violence is uh right it's interesting I, yeah yeah it seems to I be guess. something that's happening in every city right in america yeah maybe yeah. not portland and, so much but it seems like it's happening in some of the less conscious cities out there yeah well or i mean is portland I, bad too? I would say yeah, I would say Oakland is pretty conscious about it. I think uh, it's interesting to hear your earlier conversation, but Oakland is actually a city that where the city officials are brand new, Department of Transportation, our uh, mayor's office, our city council members are all highly, highly aware and sensitive to what's going on and... Um, and want to do the right thing. And interestingly enough, uh, on the street where um, uh, the aunt uh, was killed, it was a street that was recently repaved, went through a road diet, bike lanes were put in, the bulb outs at the intersection right across the street from where she was killed were installed in 2008. So did everything that was right, um, Oh wow! Probably okay. not everything. Sure. But this is a city that knows that it 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 needs to do the right thing and is trying. Uh, so so this happened on a street that already was remade to be safer. Yeah. Wow. The pavement okay. is still fresh from okay. May. Okay. The new striping, the road diet went down uh, five months ago. So what do you know? What are we attributing this to? What happened? 
What do they say happened? Um, so it is uh, the uh, investigation so far has revealed that it was a hit and run. Okay. Um, and it was probably a high speed hit and run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, uh, it, and they're still looking for the, the perpetrator. Um, so any witnesses, um, anybody get a plate or anything? Not as far as I know. I, I believe that there are some leads, but it's an ongoing investigation. Mm. But I just want to call in because I wanted to just share. Uh, I just came from a community meeting that was uh, led by the school, which was across the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so literally sad. every person in that room, and these include kids, teachers, school principal, the traffic safety uh, coordinator um, said that people need to slow down and that I'm not sure you can engineer away speeding. You can certainly reduce it significantly, but um, just um, the, the need to have people realize that they are, they are really harming folks by driving fast. Yeah. I mean, you can, engineer lower speeds on the whole but there's always individuals that uh you know break that break the system you know i mean you can have somebody just recklessly driving through a safe streets configuration and it's still you know they can still cause havoc obviously a hit and run driver is a criminal and they Mm -hmm. have you know, already there's something wrong with them and they were, you know, just obviously didn't care. So it's just so tragic. I mean, we had, we had here in LA about two weeks ago, a crossing guard was taking a school kid across the street in one of our, you know, big streets out here. We have a lot of inhumanely designed streets and a car hit and hit both the kid and the crossing guard and the crossing guard died. And, mm-hmm. you know, our LADOT also is very conscious. We've made them very aware that they are doing things to encourage speeding. I mean, they have campaigned for 10 years to raise speed limits in Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. And, I still have to go investigate this particular street. It was um, a street called Van Owen. I looked at it on Google Maps and Google Street View, and I saw that the speed limit is 35, which is still inhumane for, like, this street. It's a very dense corridor. Yeah, it's school. It's a dense corridor. There's a lot of apartment buildings. The street is five lanes wide plus parking. It's, It's one of these streets that they designed back in the 50s or so. And over the years, they kept widening lanes, taking out signals or not putting in signals. Um, there's at least a mile between signals from what I observed. I'll have to double check that, but it looked like to me about a mile between one traffic light and the next. And there are these crosswalks that don't really mean much to car drivers. And you can get away. Like the the, the first report I saw, the, the police had said, you know, the that the sun got in the driver's face. That's that's an excuse that you can use and get away with killing somebody in your car. 
you know. I'm sure that that person's not going to do any time. You know, they're not going to get a reckless. They're not even going to lose their license, I'm sure. They probably won't even get a Mm. ticket. So it's it's awful. And the LEDOT put a big post up about about the crossing guard and you know that was nice but it was sort of like hey this is crocodile tears you guys have been campaigning for decades to make our streets inhumane you know so yeah. i don't know i want to call them out on it maybe write a streets blog article yeah for sure i mean i think that i, I do think that there are there are so many things that um I mean, we've tried uh, as a nonprofit organization. We've really partnered hand in hand with the uh, city of Oakland, and we've worked with communities. And communities love getting involved, and they they are uh, extremely passionate. I I wonder if you know people just behave differently if they feel like they're actually going through their own neighborhoods, right? Uh, and that's their neighbor's kid. Uh, that's their school teacher who's crossing the street. Now, I always love those signs that say, like, drive like your kids live here. You know, when you're driving through yeah. the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It really helps mm-hmm. people sort of think less selfishly, I think, when they're driving. Some people, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I also just want to quickly mention that... Um, not just because of this, the recent spate of tragedies, but I think in general, um, uh, WOBO, our, my organization, uh, is trying to link arms with community groups uh, and individuals uh, to start a, a slow Oakland campaign. Okay. We're going to work on the messaging and maybe the market, the, the logo and marketing a little bit, but the... I think at the end of the day, everyone knows that we all, everybody drives. I mean, most everybody drives. Mm. I am a, I don't own a car, but I still drive. Mm. And, um, um, but we all can do our, our part in uh, just acknowledging how much um, responsibility we actually take on when we get behind the wheel. Right. Um, That's. And. And to know that when you're when you put the the key in the ignition, you are taking on a, an important task, um, and that you have a very very high likelihood of injuring and potentially killing someone else on the street. Yeah, and um, and it's incredible that we don't treat it that seriously culturally in America. It's sort of like if this was you know if the streets were uh aisles in a warehouse and you had a forklift operator and that person ran somebody down and killed them in the work environment Mm -hmm. the whole place would shut down they would you know there's liability Mm -hmm. there they would they would redo their their whole operation to make sure that doesn't happen again because there's liability involved there's money involved why don't we have that same attitude with the streets i don't know yeah yeah uh, yeah, I think if we looked at uh, that um, driving a private automobile on a public street is a humongous liability to the person operating the vehicle. Yeah, um, they've made it really uh, cheap to have insurance. You know, yeah, it's, it's it's somehow somehow the system 
figured out how to take away a lot of liability from the individual car yeah. driver. And I think that's yeah. that's a problem. I mean, if you go out, you know, for example, in, in the Netherlands, I mean, they have a whole bunch of infrastructure designed to keep people safe and moving, too. They're, they're actually pretty good about, you know, keeping people mm-hmm. moving, even with, with this, you know, bike lanes and, and crosswalks and signalization and so forth. They they still manage to do it, and what they what the the secret sauce that they have there that that we really don't think about here, I think, is the liability. It's the most vulnerable person in the public space is the most protected person. It makes total mm-hmm. sense. It's just that in America we just don't think like that. We just think we're more along the lines of might is right, I guess, and they're mm-hmm. sort of like. We need to protect the most vulnerable person. So no matter what, the smaller vehicle in the collision is, or the larger vehicle in the collision is at fault. That's called strict Mm. liability in the Netherlands. So Mm. it causes truck drivers, people that are operating cars, you know, deadly machinery, even bicycle riders versus a pedestrian. It causes people Mm -hmm. to think more about the consequences because they will be found at fault. Yeah. And you can lose yeah. your license a lot easier in European nations than the United States. Yeah. So it seems like you need to have like five DUIs before they start looking at your license. I mean, I don't know. I it's it's true. I I've heard of people that have multiple DUIs and it's like why do they still have a license? We give them a break to drive to work. No, you yeah. shouldn't get that break, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty nuts. I mean, I, I think the whole idea of, um, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's required by law that every car owner actually buys their, car, buys their own car insurance coverage. But the whole idea is that you're protecting yourself. Right. But you're not right. protecting others somehow. Somehow the system yeah. is, it's got you protected. So you can drive like a like a jackass and kill somebody and not really be held accountable for it unless you're drunk. Yeah. If you're drunk, then they they throw the book at you. But otherwise, you know, it's just an accident in the eyes of yeah. of the system. So it's yeah. it needs to change somehow. I don't know yeah. exactly what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, but it has to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like the idea of just talking about this as culture shift. Um, and uh, we do have a little pledge form if folks are interested in, of course, we would love to have Oaklanders really uh, sign our pledge, but really think about how they could pledge to change their own behaviors um, right. uh, independently. Now, where can we find out more information about Walk Oakland, Bike Oakland? Uh, our Slow Oakland campaign is under slowoakland.org. And, okay. of course, if you want to uh, learn more about uh, Wobo broadly, uh, our website is wobo.org, or you can follow us on social media platforms at Walk Oak Bike Oak. All right. Um, are you guys getting behind, uh, I think it was SB, the complete streets. Yeah, 127. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Are you, are you guys involved with that at all? Well, we uh, luckily also have our uh, the Cal Bike Coalition right in our own backyard. So uh, we link arms whenever we can, and that's absolutely critical. Uh, uh, I believe, um, I don't know how many miles of our roadways are actually uh, state highways, um, and we have plenty of roads that touch freeway on-ramps, off-ramps, underpasses, et cetera, et cetera. But those are... Um, those are critical, critical links to our infrastructure for mobility sake. Yeah, I mean, here in L.A., we have uh, Santa Monica Boulevard was owned by Caltrans. I think they're relinquishing that or some of, part of it they relinquished. Yeah. So Caltrans, wow. you know, they have these roads that go through cities. I know there's mm-hmm. – we were talking about this last week, actually, with someone from CalBike. Uh, there is a few streets in San Francisco. I'm sure there's some in Oakland that you just don't realize mm-hmm. belong to Caltrans. And yeah. uh, so yeah. this that's a good thing. It's a good thing to get the state on board. I guess that it would is. also apply to bridges, right? Because Caltrans owns all the bridges over the freeways. If I... Yep, anything that touches, uh, casts a shadow on it or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and bridges are a big deal. Um, a lot of the bridges... In our city, at least, the bike lane suddenly ends before the bridge because I guess it's Caltrans or I'm not exactly sure why, but they they seem to just disappear in front of bridges yeah. and and uh, freeway on and off ramps are notorious. They just throw you out there um, after so you know, putting you on a bike lane. So I'm, I'm pretty it's probably the same way in Oakland, I would imagine, or no? Yeah, there there are definitely um, like freeway a few, entrances, a few locations. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that there. I, I've um, been pretty active in the bicycling and pedestrian um, scene for the last nineteen years in the city of Oakland, and I have to say, like, there's we have the Caltrans, Caltrans headquarters um, in Oakland. We have you know, lots and lots of different agencies all kind of clustered around the Bay Area. We get to just walk up to folks and say, you know, what's going on? And there's been so much coordination work um, around anything that touches each other's, you know, property. We've got railways, we've got county property, um, we've got um, East Bay uh, uh, mud, uh municipal utilities districts so all of those folks they have to play together in the sandbox and our buses yeah it's kind of the same way all different authorities yeah but i think at the end of the day we you know we're all dreaming big we're all dreaming about how do we host more people in our cities um but also maintain a really healthy uh sustainable way of managing um how people get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, right on. You know, thanks for calling in with the update. Yeah. And, uh, it, was, it was lovely. Are you going to be down at the, yeah. are you going to do the bike summit? Uh, I guess there's the bike summit, uh, the 15th through the 17th, Cal Bike Summit. Are you coming uh, down for that? Yeah, I unfortunately won't be able to uh, be down there for the mm-hmm. summit, but um, I'll be following y'all on social media, though. <laughs> cool. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. 
Nice All chatting right. with you, Don. Nice to chat with you too, Chris. We'll we'll talk to you soon. Uh, Thanks for calling in. Uh, my pleasure. Let's see it. All right. So it's not just LA, and I lost my friend Mooney out there. I guess he uh, couldn't figure out how to conference, so that's why we lost him. It's not my fault, Mooney, if you're still listening. But, uh, yeah, so that is tragic. And that is exceptionally tragic that the uh, that it was a hit and run in Oakland and uh, that it was already configured like a safe streets street. So that's doubly tragic, you know, because they they tried to do something about it and it still happened. So that almost, I mean, that kind of goes into the arguments that that, uh, the uh, opponents make, but but that's still not a reason to avoid um, building complete streets because complete streets, complete streets are about civil rights as well. And that's the right to travel without having to be a consumer, without having to buy a car, without being able. There are people out there who are not able to drive a car, and there are people out there who can't afford to drive a car. And that's when it becomes a civil rights issue. We should be able to move about the public space safely and conveniently without spending thousands and thousands of dollars on a car. Um, without, you know, I mean, the amount of of uh, environmental impact that the manufacturing of cars has on our planet. I mean, you're manufacturing this car. There's paint. There's all kinds of materials. Toxic production, uh, production. You know, uh, it's 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 also you know you use it. For a few years, Americans seem to go through a car every five to ten years, and then it's a piece of trash, and you have to throw it out, and it goes into, you know, some of it gets recycled, but most of this stuff is getting thrown in the trash. It's getting thrown in a junkyard, and it just it's just too much crap. We shouldn't have to go through all of this just to move around. So that's... You know, that's where, at least where I'm coming from. I don't know. If, in my opinion, we should be really focusing on protecting vulnerable users, people that walk, people that ride bicycles, and we're operating machinery in the public space. So, you know, if you're operating a, a five-ton truck, you should be more liable than the person who's walking because your trip is not worth more than that person's trip you know that person deserves to walk safely so that's where we're at folks we're gonna do oh i was just gonna do a break but we've got another caller hey hey Hey. howdy howdy how's it going good is this nick yes for a second there i thought we had some listeners but how you doing nick we have listeners do we how do you tell yeah where do you see the listener count? You got to go to um, our stream minus the last, the bike talk part. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I got you. I'll check that out. 
Actually, that means everybody can check it out. All yeah, five I don't listeners. know if that's a problem or what. Um, I was going to try and get Mooney back on at some point. Um, well, as long as you have time to upload the show after. Yeah, how how long are we doing this show? How does this work? Well, you have until 8 in the studio, but somebody could be waiting. Okay, so we don't want to keep them waiting. And it kind of smells in here, to tell you the truth. Did it smell before you got there? We don't have to answer questions like that, do we? <laughs> okay, so that was good. That was good to talk to Chris. Um, yeah. I have a friend up there. Yeah, I have friends up there in the Bay Area, and I see, uh, yeah, I see what goes down. But I didn't hadn't heard about that that uh, pedestrian death. That's very sad. Yeah. So well, what happened? Were you were at dinner with oh, your wife? No, I we I came home and just had dinner with, at home because I didn't want to miss. Anyway, long story. Oh, you told me that you guys were in downtown LA. Well, you, I. You've handed Atlas the globe, or was it the other mm-hmm. way around? Oh, <laughs> no, Atlas, get, I think Atlas gave the world to Hercules, and then Hercules gave it back. Oh, okay. But, yeah, you're you're Hercules. Uh, okay, and you're Atlas. I'm handing you the world I, back for next week. I'm just kidding. This is uh, no, fun. you can hold it for a while. You can have it for a while. <laughs> No, you host Bike Talk. No, you host Bike Talk. <laughs> you first. All right. Uh, yeah. No, man. It sounded great. I like the I like the new format. New format, which is what yeah. just banter, lots of banter. Yeah, you know, like uh, leisurely. Leisurely, yeah. We play it by ear. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Tom. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, we'll for talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Cool. <laughs> All right, bud. Take care. All right, see you. We got a little update from Chris from Walk Oakland, Bike Oakland, and uh, we got Mooney. We were doing a little bantering about our Hyperion Bridge action and the state of bicycle affairs. I talk to Mooney all the time, and uh, we have these epically long uh, conversations that probably nobody would want to listen to, but they're very interesting. The the history of of the bike movement in Los Angeles, in my mind, is pretty interesting how it came about, how diverse it is, and uh, the rise and fall of it. Because now, you know, sadly, it seems to be in a in a in a lull right now. But things are still happening. We still have allies in the city council, and uh, you know, yeah. And there's that there's a traffic conference happening right now at the Mar Vista tomorrow morning where they're going to have their little anti-road diet, anti-bike lane uh, circle <laughs> jerk. I don't know. Are we allowed to say that on there? Their little powwow. <sighs> yeah. They're plotting their ways to get us defeated. Let's get, uh, let's get a little music on here to uh, close out the show. What do you say, everybody? Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. 
go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is BikeTalkPFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group. All right, we're signing off. Bike Talk, KPFK. This has been your host, Roadblock, a.k.a. Don Ward. And uh, we heard from Chris from Walk Oakland, Bike Oakland. We heard from Mooney, from Vision Hyperion, now from Long Beach. And we heard from Nick, the actual host of Bike Talk, who has uh, sort of handed off the show a little bit here, but we're going to hand it back to him. Because he was just doing this just because he wanted to have some some dinner with the wifey, which I totally understand. All right, everybody. Till next week. Take care.